So I was like, yeah, mate, anything to get out of picking up glasses. Uh, so he taught me to DJ and um, I got on the decks, I think, six months later and, and haven't looked back. And uh, that's when I met Trigger. When um, Rhino hit me up to DJ his um, Sunday Sundays, I was you know, actually considering retiring DJing altogether. <laughs> and we brought him yeah, back. you brought him back. <laughs> uh, I, how did you know that, by the way? I was hoping <laughs> that. <laughs> I was hoping when I left there, no one would speak about that. Dad really instilled in us music. Um, he bought us all instruments. I'm one of six. So um, there was guitars, bass, drums, um, pianos and mics. And we were, you know, set up to give the Jackson 5 run for their money, but... <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, mate, no, sh no stories. <laughs> Thanks Welcome for to us. the Flats. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you to uh, Capital Brewing, the, uh, the sponsor of our show tonight. Thank you for your support as always. Busy week for you guys. Yeah. Coming up, a big... Uh, a big project in the works. It, I imagine you've been working on for a while now. The the Hot Box Festival is coming up. Uh, how's it all been going? Yeah, I think we started um, maybe just before uh, December last year, um, and just since then it's been just hectic and so many calls during the day. Having to um, all the admin stuff that I hate doing emails and phone calls and checking in with people every single minute just making sure everything's in line and so that when you come to the day of the event you don't have to worry about anything and yeah i'll bet just, yeah new experience for me so it's been it's been good learning curve and um so yeah. you said december you, you yeah. as a brainchild what on earth made you think of <laughs> setting up a festival in december 2021 in the in that time when yeah. things were getting shut down and it was all unknown <laughs> it's a kind of big leap to take <laughs> to set something like this up. Yeah, I had um, I did this other event um called Send It Sundays, and uh, which started, I guess, literally the first chance I could get out of COVID to do anything, yeah, event-wise. Um, and uh, the idea for the Send It Sundays was just to, I had a, I've been in doing music in camera for a while, so I had a few uh, contacts and in, in, in venues and DJs and, and acts and dancers and. Um, at the time, obviously during, uh, during COVID, I work in the entertainment industry. So obviously I'd shut down for work. I had nothing going on. So once that opportunity came to, to put something on, that was the first thing that came to mind. And, um, uh, yeah, I ended up going down to, to Rose Cottage, uh, cause I needed that, like an outdoor beer garden. They had the biggest one and talking to the owner Got there. The, and the, the peaks up here. Yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> Um, gee, so that was the very first one, which, well, when was I that? I wasn't there for that one. You wasn't there. Where were you for that? I think I missed the first three. Yeah, on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Trigger, I've asked Trigger to jump on every Sunday Sunday since I started. Um, and what was your first one? Oh, couldn't tell you about that. Remember, it's, yeah. it's definitely grown since, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, that, uh, that just went really well. Um, and so, uh, two years later, um, yeah, just the need to want to see how far it could go. And yeah. yeah. I think there um, was a, like a message between us asking yeah. what should, you know, what should we do next? And um, at the end of the day, Reinhold <laughs> do what he wants and here we are. Yeah. <laughs> International so, artist. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, 
uh, along the way, I met a guy called Al, who's um, who is now my business partner and uh, kind of my older brother. Now he just looks after me in every way, in every which way, when it comes to all the, the festival and admin stuff. So I met him uh, because he'd seen some of the Senate Sunday stuff, and he manages um, Kira Mossa, uh, who's another Canberra artist who's actually on our Hot Box show. And she, uh, uh, yeah, well, I met up with them one day uh, at a Kiba and we were talking as they needed a house DJ for a, an event. I think it's the one you were at. The um, uh, It was the one, sorry, not you. I think it might have been Slim or um, or Fats that were DJing and it was a rained out event, Sweet Dreams Festival. Oh, yeah. Was that you? Oh, yeah. yeah. So she was going to perform at Sweet Dreams Festival and needed a house DJ to run a tracks while she performs. And at that time, I think I'd been a year out from starting the first set at Sundays and I was kind of on the back end of not wanting to perform live anymore and just do more of the managing and organizing of events. Um, so I actually told them, sorry, I'm um, kind of out of the game now in terms of, of performing, but I put them onto Daz. And I think, <laughs> did that, Mad I think Daz ended up doing it for no, them. Cuddles. 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 Um, Shout out Cuddles. Yeah, and then uh, and then Al, Al and I got to talking, got along really well during that interview, and then he said like one day if you ever want to do something big, um, hit me up. And then I think a year had passed from then, and I'd certainly met Al uh, twice. Um, we had an event. Um, I was asked to jump on an event for the Omelay show. Do you remember that Omelay? There was an Afrobeats guy who had about two point four million followers oh, on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah. yeah, it was the kind of the biggest artist I'd ever. Um, almost was involved in bring to Canberra and I didn't hit Al up as a okay, Canberra. This um, guy's messaged me about um, about Omelay's show, um, probably the, the, the first big act we're ever going to bring to Canberra. He came to jump on and he said yes and then we got to talking um, and get involved and um, ended up falling through um, the partnership we had with the, the, the guys actually in charge of bringing Omelay to Canberra uh, and then Al said stuff, but let's not worry about their show, let's do our own and, and then here it is. Wow. And it's a it's kind of a, a genre of music that Canberra hasn't seen much of, I'd imagine. Yeah, uh, especially not on this scale, and you know, a festival dedicated to it. What was the? I guess you you knew there was those people, those fans of that stuff here in Canberra. What was the the direction of that? What was the decision in that? Uh, we actually talked that um, with our first event, what we should do. Yeah. Um, the only reason I guess we went down the uh, the reggae avenue was because one, as you said, Canberra hasn't had a reggae festival before, uh, I guess, of, of this caliber. And uh, two, I used to work uh, at a – oh, sorry, I used to DJ at a club called um, Shooters, which is became Dolce. <laughs> um, and um, one of the artists on the, in our lineup for Hotbox, his name is Samuels, he was actually our MC of that club. So he used to live in Canberra. Um, and uh, be the MC for the club whenever I would DJ. Uh, so deciding on which um, which genre of music to go to was more who did we know in any of the genres in that music industry scene. And for me, it was Samuel. So um, I said to Al, look, I only know Samuel's. Uh, he uh, used to work here in Canberra. Uh, he's now moved right. to Sydney. He's I got a couple of tracks. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I messaged Samuel. I was like, hey, bro, I've got this idea of doing a, a music festival. Um, who do you know and are you keen to jump on it with us? And he was more than happy to help out and he's sent us um, – he's the, the way I got into Swiss uh, to messages because they're good friends. Um, 
And from there, it then got to uh, meeting uh, DJ651 through one of the other boys, Junior, um, who's from Melbourne, and they have good contacts down there. Um, from that, we also got the contact to go uh, with the Husbands of Hollywood's comedians uh, and also Elm Street, who is a brother to Hods. Um, so they've got their own kind of videography business called Elm Street, and so we got them on board to come and record the show. Uh, and then from there, it was just one after another, meeting new people, um, discovering what the industry was all about. And eventually we came up with the lineup based on, um, based on Sammy Ells was the first. The first yeah. uh, I didn't know he was from, from Canberra. Yeah, he used yeah, to be no, here with the shooters there. Oh, didn't you? <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, that's Sammy there. He's, um, he's going to get a bit angry at you posting this because he doesn't look like that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the man's on a... A trip. He's, I think he's lost about 40 kegs, so I can't wait to see him. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah. For Hotbox and take your shirt off. <laughs> so, the yeah, thanks to, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks to Sammy. Is, um, yeah, uh, I think the only other chat we had in terms of which genre we wanted to go down was um, Al had some connections to uh, Citizen K and through that, um, uh, oh, what's his name, um, Genesis Owusu. But obviously um, at the time we were talking, he was massive and we didn't really have um, – I guess the uh, the knowledge of how to deal with artists that big. So mm. um, then, yeah, we went down the reggae avenue, and it's turned out really well, actually. Yeah. So cool. maybe a um, well, I know you're a big hip hop DJ, so maybe yeah. a, a hip hop fest in the in the future. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's on the cards. Yeah, everything's on the cards now that we have put this on. So <laughs> can't wait to get this over with and go back. Next one. There's no going back now. <laughs> Yeah, unreal. No, it's very it's exciting for Canberra to have stuff like this and get these internationals back. Yeah. After you know they couldn't couldn't leave their countries yeah, and couldn't right. come in here for so long, so it's going to be real cool to yeah, see terrific. see how it goes. And we, we can come back to the, the first if we need, but tell me tell me about shooters. Tell me some of those <laughs> uh, some of those stories from those days. Cause oh, mate. That I don't have any stories from shooters. <laughs> I don't believe you. I don't believe you. <laughs> the guy in front of me, though. <laughs> that was before my time here, that's for was sure. It? Yeah, it only came when Dolce was around. Yeah, so. I think uh, I'd started at Mesh, obviously, uh, through one of the boys' songs who uh, messaged me one day saying, um, hey, I'm DJ at Mesh, and um, we actually shot a DJ's doing it. I was at a, I was actually a glassy at the time. Um, so I was like, yeah, mate, anything to get out of picking up glasses. <laughs> Uh, so he taught me to DJ and um, I got on the decks, I think, six months later and, and haven't looked back. And uh, that's when I met Trigger. Um, yeah. right. Trigger flew down as well and, so we and joined both, up to me. I think we both met each other through songs. So yeah. And then um, there's that connection there. Yeah. And then through Mesh, we uh, started doing North Bar. Uh, I think Playground was also around there in that time. Uh, and then the time I started at Shooters, there was only two months, I think. Before I then became Dolce, Dolce. so mm. same owners, but just um, the rebrand, think, yeah, the yeah. rebrand of um, so yeah, mate, no no stories. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's yeah. just I always find it uh, interesting <laughs> how like a place like Shooters you'd never think of as uh, you know a stepping stone, but that has led yeah. to you becoming a DJ, and mm. then and then to yeah, this first right. yeah. now, like yeah. it's just funny that those sort of places that get yeah. overlooked. Actually, do have a bit of a bit of an impact. Yeah. Do you have any stories from? <laughs> no, I, I don't. I didn't go there much. Yeah. And then I actually been to. Have you seen? No. There was a downstairs. I think it was the Irish pub or something downstairs yeah. that I went to. Yeah. A few, a few times there was the one was. next door, the um, the Phoenix too. Yeah, the Phoenix. Um, 
Which it, there's just so many gone now. And, oh, and, that's ridiculous. And how about some mesh stories? You, you had some big nights <laughs> that had some mesh over there. <laughs> big, big, Again, big gigs there. I think I came down, visited before I moved down, and there's mesh. We went to mesh yeah. and we were flying back up home, and then coming back down, and they shut. So I, I got down here, uh, moved in with songs for a bit, and he put me up, introduced me to Rod, who ran Monkey Bar. And so that's where my Canberra DJing sort of um, started, back where Monkey Bar was was it for me, for hip-hop, R&B. Yeah. Onto Tongue and Groove and then Fiction Now, but Academy back then. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I guess all that's changed really is the numbers of clubs that you know, I play at on yeah. a Saturday night. Yeah. It's gone from three clubs down to one, so. Yeah, right. Yeah. So what is that what brought you to Canberra? Is, no, is, not necessarily. Is the, the work? No, not no. necessarily. I, I was a... Again, I'm a dual tradie and mechanic. I was a mechanic back then and I just wanted to get out of um, North Queensland, Townsville. Yeah. Small country town. Yeah. So and come to the big smoke yeah. down here. <laughs> Warm up to the big, <laughs> <laughs> big city life. <laughs> but yeah, no, look, it's, it's been great. People think I'm weird to say that I love camera, but you know. Yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah, right. And what, and what did you think? We where did you start DJing in Canberra? Uh, or you were doing it a bit before. Uh, yeah, I was. I had a residency up in Townsville at the Bank Nightclub, and moved down here and started at Monkey Bar again through songs and Rod. They put me on and yeah, kind of Monkey Bar and Tongue and Groove, and then onto Academy, and yeah, it's been good. Chuga actually is part of the UMG All Stars. <laughs> Shout out UMG All Stars. <laughs> Tell us about them. Tell us about them. I'm quite upset. I never actually got my invitation to join the the UMG All Stars. Oh, I think it's just a bunch of boys, you know, <laughs> love what we do, and you know, it's a hobby that took us away from home, and you know, we spent countless hours and nights till AM at you know certain <laughs> venues, home away from home. Yeah. And I think Rod, the owner of the nightclub, actually started his own music label, which is Undisputed Music Group. And yeah, you and they formed UMG All Stars, just the DJs out Boys. of uh, Muggy Bar. <laughs> so I saw that on your Insta. What is Undisputed doing at the moment? So they technically they run Mile High Club now. Yeah, Mile High. Right. They do their Saturday nights there. Um, they work with again international artists as well, such as or they just had Kenyon Brown mm. from Sydney, who toured the states with Donnell a few mm. times and. Um, yeah, um, Amani night. Yeah, they've had Armani. Um, yeah, a lot of local you know, Aussie mm. artists have come through. And, yeah, so he just really just looks after those kind of groups when they come through. He's, you know, he's all loyalty and he knows a lot of you – know, he's got a lot of connections on Rod, so mm. it's good. And you haven't lost your, your passion for the DJing sort of thing? Nah, nah, yeah, nah, no, no, I never will. Still want to get out there late nights? and Oh, yeah. I kind of – you know, I think I've been doing this nine plus years now. Yeah, jeez. And um, it's kind of caught up to me. You know, I've got two kids, you know, two beautiful girls and a missus. So it's um, at the stage where I'm kind of happy, you know, to be at home rather than behind the decks these <laughs> days because it does take its toll. I'm sick of the oh, 5 a.m. Yeah. finishes, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, and that was the thing, you know, closing wow. sets. Although I love them, but yeah, what a drag. Such a drag sometimes. And closing sets usually get there for the open and, and the main, so you're not playing the same songs at the end. So yeah. you end up doing like five, six hours a night just, just yeah. watching <laughs> and then jumping on for the last two. And so, yeah, you, you kind of get to both move into the 
the promoting the festival side yeah. of things a bit yeah. more. Yeah. yeah. When um, Rhino hit me up to DJ his um, Senate Sundays, I was you know, actually considering retiring DJing altogether. <laughs> and we brought him yeah, back. Yeah, you brought him back. <laughs> and, um, Canberra has to thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> so and, uh, I've kind of stepped out of nightclubs and I'm only really doing Senate Sundays these days. And um, I think this Friday is one of my last sets at Fiction. Got, they got Mason Dane and Mr. C. Mm. Yeah, he's good at that, Mr. C. Yeah, yeah. Something he's, well, he's a gun. Yeah, Mason Dane too. He's a, <laughs> he's on the big thing. Oh yeah, he's you know. Have to bring T Pain down with yeah, you exactly. <laughs> next time. <laughs> best friends, best friends. <laughs> and uh, tell us about. Are you both footy players from back? Ex ex footy players from back. Tell us about your time in France, man. Uh, I did. How did you know that, by the way? I was hoping <laughs> I, that. I, 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 <laughs> I was when I left there, no one would speak about that. I did, ex- I did my research. Please <laughs> explain deep dive, deep who, you, dive. who you ran water for. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've, I've got on good authority there was a couple of tries in the uh, in one of those games. Who, for from me? You. Nah. Uh, when um, uh, for for me playing footy, I was on the back end actually. Um, I did a year in Queensland um, playing footy up there and uh, from Queensland to Sydney and then Sydney back to Canberra and um, there's a guy, um, uh, his name's Luke Sharma, who's brothers of Matt Sharma who played for Gold Coast Titans. He runs a, a, a rugby page called um, Sharma Rugby League Recruitment. Uh, so I actually went to France to play rugby league, which is very new there and real different. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> I think at the time I'd just gotten back from Sydney. I didn't really have uh, – uh, any job, I guess, that I needed to, to stay back for and keep me down. And um, I was looking to, to travel overseas and, um, and retire from footy. So I was looking to, to try and get at least, if I wasn't going to get signed in the big days, in the big dogs, <laughs> I was looking to use, use it as a means of travel. And, and yeah. um, so I'd applied for this um, ad that he put up for, uh, it was a rugby league team um, in France and looking to grow the game there. And you kind of had to have a certain level of um, experience to apply. So you had to have played either NRL um, or in the Queensland Cup and New South Wales um, competition, which is like reserve grade for NRL. Mm. So I um, was lucky enough that just by chance I'd gone up to Queensland to play for Sunshine Coast Falcons who compete in the Queensland Cup, uh, who reserve grade for Melbourne Storm. So that I put all that on my um, resume. <laughs> Even though I was only there for one year, uh, I was just, yeah, I put that straight on there. It was like my first thing and then I, I sent that off uh, and then I just got a reply. I think it was within a week. It was so quick to say, hey, mate, are the club's interested. Um, what, what are your chances of thinking of going? They'll do your visa. They'll fly up and pay for your uh, travel and all your combination and stuff. And I said, I was like, yeah, sweet. So I uh, had a, a missus at the time and um, – oh, sorry, still dating that very same person. So my girlfriend Cass, I, I, we'd been dating for only like six months, I think it was, and I'd, I'd turned to her and um, she'd actually done uh, – It's a tough call to yeah, move yeah. to the south of France, you know. Mate, so. She, um, uh, so she'd – when we first started dating, she actually uh, got a job up at uh, in Sydney – um, when we're, so we actually ended up doing long distance um, almost as soon as we started dating and she'd come back after, sorry, it was a year. And then in the two months that she came back is when I got the offer to go to France and I was like, well, you got to go to Sydney. So <laughs> 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 um, am I allowed to go to, to France for a year? And um, so, yeah, so that it was more just um, trying to sort out um, everything that I had at, at that time um, 
for, to, for me to be able to go. So, um, yeah, once I got the all clear from everything and, and everyone, I, um, yeah, they all got on the plane. I think I left uh, 2008, no, 2018, yeah, October and came back that following July. Um, and yeah, it was great. It was the league's not obviously as big as the union there. So the level of footy, I guess, isn't as high, but yeah. still competitive and, um, uh, and they pay for your flights and your accommodation and they give you a house and, and a car up there. So it was more, uh, the competition in France also a national comp. So you get to go to a different place in France every weekend to versus a different team. So that was awesome. I never actually did a, a gap year or anything after school. So it was actually my first time traveling. Oh, um, yeah, it was, it was good fun. So, um. Yeah, that, that's what that's what that was. Thanks yeah. for springing that on me. Uh. <laughs> and did you have to learn French? Yeah, oh, I was terrible. I I knew uh, actually I wasn't terrible. I knew my numbers pretty well, uh, and I knew the different play words. calls. And shit. Yeah, yeah, the play calls, and you, you, we did this. Uh, we had like French lessons twice a week uh, that you'd have to go down to, uh, and you just pick up a couple words, and uh, I guess the way you express those words. So when you when someone's talking to me in French, I kind of just listening for those cues and saying, "Oh yeah, he's saying that maybe in this tone," and then you reply with like a one word sentence or you'd either try and speak uh, English in a, with a French accent so they don't understand you a bit because they, <laughs> they were pretty good um, with the French or with the English. Get rid of the Aussie. Yeah, yeah there, was three, there was yeah. three or four boys in the team that spoke fluent English, which, yeah. Was, yeah, which was a bonus because you couldn't get through without them. So Yeah, right. Yeah, nah, what an experience, man. Yeah, it was, was pretty really cool. unreal. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. And so how did um, kind of music and footy in – uh, come about for you if you were um, playing all through school and stuff. Yeah, I, was music always a part of that too? Music wasn't. I was. Uh, I went to Eddie, so Eddie's is a big rugby union school here in Canberra. So um, um, my all my dedication during throughout school was to footy, uh, and then music came along. Um, I forgot what year I started. Um, twenty twelve. Hey, twenty twelve <laughs> was ages ago now. Um, so yeah, for that 10 years ago, um, I met songs, as we said before, and um, it was when I was kind of on, uh, I was kind of figuring out that footy wasn't going to be a, a full-time job for me. Um, so it, it, was, it wasn't? No, nah, it wasn't. Um, and uh, I think I was in and out of uni as well. Was, was that the goal originally? Like, originally, the goal was to try and play professional footy, um, <laughs> but... I very quickly after school, I realized that wasn't happening. So, um, onto the vines, onto the, yeah, <laughs> onto Dub Smash. Smash. Yeah, uh, and then, um, <laughs> yeah, so I ended up, I was at uni. Um, I think I was studying teaching or, or um, uh, I think it was med science at UC at the time. Uh, and then, yeah, that's when, um, I met songs and he was like, what are you doing for work? And I kind of remember what I was doing at that time for work. And I was, oh, sorry. I was glassy at mesh. And then he said, yeah, we're short DJs and, yeah. um, uh, do you want to learn? So that's how I got into to the DJ. And then uh, I went to Queensland for footy and then Sydney, then France. And then after coming back from France, I met a, a – also I had one of my friends from back in the day, Simon, um, used to do live music around Canberra at Double Show and Deacon. Uh, and I remember going there one day to watch him play and he was like, oh, why don't you try and, um, and jump on um, – <laughs> on the gap for a gig. So I, I sang for him a few times and we, we got to then create a duo together at, at Double Shot to, to play there every Sunday. And eventually I started doing my own live music gigs. And um, and that's, I guess, that's where I really got into the entertainment music industry in Canberra is doing live music. You got to meet venue owners and you got to meet the managers and how things worked. And um, and that's, yeah. And then um, from then on is from so maybe 20, 2018, 2019 is when I started doing music full time. 
Um, and yeah, really, yeah. So, so you weren't like playing guitars growing up and singing. Oh, that I time, had a, or you would. Yeah, I think I learned to play the guitar. I think it was like year eleven at school, maybe twelve. Um, I tried to learn a few other times, but I just sucked. And um, <laughs> but at Eddie's, there was a, there was heaps of us um, four boys there at the school, and they could just sing. They could. Um, play the guitar, so I was like, man, I want to do that. Um, really? <laughs> and yeah. cool. So I ended up learning and then um, it wasn't until, yeah, what, 2019 is when I finally um, started making money from it. <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah. That's why Double Shot shut down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Closed it up. <laughs> How about you, man? How was, was it just DJ or nah, was it like so with, with the family yeah. too and growing yeah. up in that it's sort of environment? True. Yeah. I think it just all started back in church, I guess, for all for me. Yeah, right. Um, DJ, <laughs> hip hop, a hundred percent MC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I guess Dad really instilled in us music. Um, he bought us all instruments. I'm one of six, so um, there was guitars, bass, drums, um, pianos, and mics, and we were, you know, set up to give the Jackson Five a run for their money, but <laughs> <laughs> that never happened. Um, you know, as kids, you kind of want to do your own thing and your parents want to do one thing, I guess, with you. And music was it. You know, it was kind of, in a good way, shoved down our throats. And um, now we've enjoyed it since. Um, and then, yeah, haven't really looked back. I guess DJ came along for me probably 2010. Um, got a controller. Uh, you know, mixed a few beats together and... Um, Applied for residency at this nightclub in Townsville, and that was it. How did Rest you apply? Oh, messenger. Oh, <laughs> you had to send a mixtape or something? Or? No, never. Yeah. <laughs> so after that, my I think for three years, I my hours my sets were seven hour sets, five hour sets. Yeah. So <laughs> I covered yeah. you know a lot of formats, genres, and um, I learnt a lot from those long sets. So. Yeah. yeah, that's a marathon, man. Oh, yeah. A marathon. I've got a, a, a question here from Mike Lowry, but I don't think I'll read it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone's created an account yeah. for the interview. Not the fake accounts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the, what's the, um, what's the, uh, Format of the festival, kind of. What what are, what are people going to expect? Uh, uh, for the hot box, yeah, we've got um, we've got our. Uh, before you go into that, what you were doing with uh, Send It Sunday was a bit more than just a festival. It was kind of like uh, a new yeah. way of doing it. You had you know dances and yeah. all sorts of things going on, which was kind of really unique and what yeah. made it look like such a fun, fun so sort of. Time. Yeah, at our, our very first Sunday Sunday was, um, I guess, uh, the chance to, to try and do something. Uh, well, I guess I'd gone to, I'd lived in Sydney for a year and they used to have this thing called One Day Sunday and I'd been there a couple of mm-hmm. times, just the best thing ever. And um, I've DJed one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we get it. You're a UMG All Star. Wow. Yeah, so I think Slim also DJed. Yeah. yeah. Slim One-day hooked days. that all up. Shout out Slim. <laughs> um, yeah, so I – and then I was uh, in that time coming back out of COVID. I was like, what can I do that doesn't really happen here in, in, in Canberra? And, and one of them was Sunday session. Um, and so um, I knew that 
uh, every time you go to like a, a festival kind of event, it's all about who's playing and, and what DJs are on and who you're going to see. But at the time, I didn't know anyone of that caliber to, to, to put on and say, come and see this person. Mm. Um, so I needed to try and find a mad spot in Canberra where, um, you know, if during that summertime was going to be, you know, good weather and, and, and a good feel and good vibe of the venue and what it was going to be like and make sure we got like and using other other elements of the event to, to sell tickets in terms of like drink specials and merchandise and local artists. Yeah, local artists and trying to really be big on supporting local small businesses. It wasn't just that we were working on local DJs. Mm. Um, the fact that we were going to use uh, local photographers and videographers anyway, mm. but then the re- just the excuse to say, you know, we're actually using local photographers and and we're supporting local business and 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 um, people around Canberra who are just like us starting out uh, ended up being a really big selling point for for the event and um, I guess it wasn't really um, planned uh, that that would be the the biggest selling point of the end but then it just turned out that everyone else got around you know um, us supporting you know just just other people and um, so then it got to the point where we could where I could put up a send at Sundays um, and give no information of 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 who's going to play and what was going to be there, um, but use the the the, the basis of, of of supporting local businesses as our selling point, and um, we'd sell out two uh, two weeks before the event, and then once we sold out is when then I released the DJ lineup. So I used to always release it late because it wasn't about the DJs; it was mm. about um, I guess the experience that we could provide, and it was more mm. about the customers coming to the event um, and them. Um, being responsible for for having a good time, not us. I was yeah. I wasn't responsible for giving them the entertainment. It was them coming and, and making sure that they had a good time by by yeah, just the experience that was there on offer mm. and putting that to their best use. So, um, yeah, and and then I think we've done five or six now Center Sundays, um, <laughs> which have been pretty good. Our biggest one being at Thoroughbred Park. There was one week where. Um, we always held it at Rose Cottage, but it was scheduled to rain and storm on that Sunday. Um, and it was the Monday of the event weekend. And, um, I was just terrified that it was going to be able to go ahead. So I, I'd, uh, I do live music for, um, Thoroughbred Park when they have some of their events. So I called up Robbie, who's one of the, the event organizers and Hey mate, um, I've got this event on Sunday that it's going to get rained out and it's outdoors. Can I come in and, and, and have a look at the venue space you've got and see if I can hire something from you guys. And he was like, sweet. Uh, so I went in um, on that Monday and then sorted that out on the Tuesday. We released that the venue was going to change. Um, and I thought, uh, the backlash of that last minute change was going to do it worse but i think we'd sold out by the top at that time of like 400 tickets mm. and by the time the weekend there was it'll be hit 800 and uh, it was massive i think yeah. two out of six of your shows have been rained out yeah <laughs> so. so there's been a couple of shows that i just had to push through uh and more so just because that um there's so much that rides on on having the event and there's yeah. local business that are, are also uh, and djs wanting the work and, and our photographers that we've booked in and promised them that this is you know going to be an opportunity for you to make money and and as, as much as um we hate putting people in the rain. It was a juggle oh, between making sure, out. yeah, making sure we had, we were look, able to look after our customers, but able, also able to look at the small businesses that were involved. Um, so yeah, that was our uh, that, that was our selling point, and I had heaps of questions from people saying, you know, how how did you plan this so well, and like, how did you come up with the idea? And I honestly was just like, I didn't. And just you know, one week turnaround, literally one week turnaround, change venue, straight out of the COVID. It's just what I wanted to do. It wasn't that. 
we planned it before COVID and then COVID happened. Then we're like, oh yeah, let's come up with this at the end. It was literally yeah. just, oh, we're free to do stuff now. Let's just do it. And uh, we're just thankful that uh, there was no festivals or anything going on at the time. So I think people were dying to do oh, something yeah, in that sense. Yeah. Um, so it was just good time. And, 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 yeah. and yeah, it's just gone really well since. Um, yeah, so that was, I guess, the start of everything. And now coming to Hotbox was... Um, we really wanted to brand it as a music festival. Uh, the the Sunday sessions was cool and you'd be able to just kind of lay under the radar so you didn't actually have to compete with any of the bigger events. Mm. It could be that, oh, we're going to this music festival, but let's just go to this Sunday session before or after. Um, so then in creating Hotbox, we um, obviously needed to, to brand it as a music festival, uh, which immediately put us in competition with every other music festival of 20,000 to 20, people. Um, so we couldn't rely on which they're popping up a lot now. Yeah, it's looking a bit now. more certain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think before we started sending Sundays, it was spilt milk and um, GTM in GTM, Canberra yeah. at the time, and uh, I think there was Splendor and, and Listen Out and and Field Day. Now there's like Lunar Electric. I think <laughs> Festival X just dropped their lineup. That's yeah. massive. There's heaps. There's heaps on on. on yeah, well, it's, in, it's interesting you were saying the, the sort of local uh, aspect that you guys are taking, and yeah. it seems like that's a bit of a shift in since the uh, the before it was these like big conglomerates coming mm. around doing touring festivals, yeah. they were big productions, but now there's popping up the more niche festivals, mm. like yeah. the yeah. they're just dance music, fe- yeah. like you know, um, underground dance yeah. music, and then. You've got the reggae stuff, yeah. so it's kind of a shift in the way maybe festivals are becoming yeah. more localized, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah, I think it's important because um, uh, with the already festivals that have you know a name for themselves these days, you really got to try and find your niche or, or your um, that X factor about your event that people are going to going to want to come to. So you've got things like Promised Land, who are now Afro Beats, and. Mm. And reggae and, and R and B, which you know, a couple of years ago, I don't think they ever had that. It was always just dance music and, yeah. and hip hop. Um. So yeah, in creating our lineup was what hasn't come to Canberra, which was always going to be tricky because maybe there's a reason why it hasn't come to Canberra, or maybe someone just hasn't done it properly. Yeah. So, um, in creating a hotbox lineup, we couldn't rely on on the. The, the local business support anymore. We had to try and actually uh, get into the game and start selling some real tickets. And um, mm. uh, yeah, so that was um, how we eventually eventuated to uh, then relying on our lineup to try and, mm. and sell, yeah. sell it to the people. And, and um, yeah, it's, it's awesome, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it, I, I don't know how you do it because you, you've sold out the first. Uh, release. Yeah, we sold out early and, birds. And if, if I was putting on festivals, I'd be like worried no one would ever show up. Oh, you it's know? hard. Like, it would yeah. be stressful. Yeah. 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 It really, it's really about um, it, uh, the brand and the product. So what, what, who we are and then and what we represent and then also what we have to offer. It's no longer about them. Santa Sunday is all about local business and the customer's view. Now it's all about what we can give them and then. It's a much um, more difficult selling point when you're responsible for everything. So. <laughs> but it's good. It's fun and and, yeah. and it's enjoyable. And the uh, I guess the uh, the difference uh, the different um, variety in, in ways you can sell tickets um, is uh, is the real challenge. And, and you really got to love that aspect of it to, to to make sure that it's a successful. The real, the real hustle, yeah, the real hustle aspect of it. Right. Yeah. yeah, try and dig it out. 
but no, it's looking great um, so far. So it should be. Yeah, should be we're uh, just uh, well, just over a week, a week and a bit now to go, and and, and we'll be at uh, Exhibition Park on that Saturday, fourth of June. Yeah, I've chucked the uh, the link in the description, guys. So check it out if you can um, below. But I've got got word that we got T's in the chat. T <laughs> who? Shout out T's. T's. On, brother. I don't know. That's all I know. <laughs> he said you'd like that. But, One of the um, boys from up north. <laughs> He's manager at that bank night club now. So yeah. Yeah, nice. Still repping it up there. Hundred percent. <laughs> And what about the uh, the DJ stuff coming up? What else have we got uh, um, planned for for Canberra's uh, clubs? I think, yeah, like I said a bit earlier, I've got um, support act from Mason Dane and Mr. Oh, C. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so that'll be good this Friday night at Fiction. Um, yeah. But apart from that, I've, yeah, I've kind of taken a step back. And the big man's retiring from the club scene. Yeah, club scene. So that's official. It's yeah, official. it's definitely, definitely happening. Um and I'll just be doing um, Senate Sundays moving forward. Really? Yeah. So what's the uh, final final residency at uh, Fiction going to look like? Oh, sober. <laughs> <laughs> the big farewell. <laughs> yeah, you got to do something, man. you gotta, you got to yeah. put one on. Yeah, I'm going away the next day with my family, so that'll be good. <laughs> no, that's cool, man. You, done a huge service to Canberra over these years, so uh, people will be sad to see you go, I'm sure. They'll be happy. They can take my spot now. <laughs> did you play the last set of Academy as well? Or was that? that was I it? did. Yeah, you I did. did. Uh, I did yeah. do a lot. Oh, really? The yeah. last. Was that upstairs Candy Bar? Candy Bar. Yeah. And then they that shut. night, that, that Yeah, and that was night. it. Then in came the new ones, Fiction. Yeah, fiction. That's funny. Yeah. So yeah. What, what club do you feel most... Uh, Attached to or like connected to through, through your time in Canberra, Monkey Bar, hundred percent. Monkey Bar, yeah, he's yeah. there all the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I guess yeah, like I said, spend enough time there, it comes your second home. Yeah. You know? yeah, and the people around it who made it what it was was. Always and, a... and what was special about that place? Cause it it always came up, and it, it is it still there? It's nah, changed no, names. So COVID, yeah. no COVID, um, kind of shut that place down. So. They 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 try to stick it out, but yeah, in the end they just couldn't yeah couldn't deal with that you know all that, and um yeah I, I don't know just I guess the boys there the the owners Rod and Chris just always looked after their DJs as in you know not just the free drinks but like if you ever need anything outside of you know the, the club yeah they're always there for you you know there's just that extra reach, and it just made it feel yeah like a second home I guess yeah. Couldn't complain about that. If I ever wasn't DJing and, and out, Monkey Bar is always the place you go to when these guys were there to that you know it's going to be good R and B, good hip hop music, or or the jams. Um, yeah, it's just yeah. that one spot there. You know, no matter what <laughs> night it was, when the when the guys were on, they're on. So you you definitely make your way out there if you could. Yeah, because Mesh yeah. left a big hole, and yeah, that's yeah, kind of that what that's kind of what filled it and yeah. and yeah. kept it going. Yeah. A lot of the kids, the, the, I guess the new the new DJs play a bit uh, a bit cooler stuff in terms of all the like the it's, new. It's more, yeah. It's definitely changed. Yeah, right? it's, it's changed it's, a lot. It's, it's more what's trending on like you know, yeah. TikTok yeah. and Instagram yeah. nowadays. We had Brittany uh, DeMarco in here, yeah. and she said the exact same thing. That yeah. it, it's definitely a noticeable change in yeah. Yeah. what's Ooh, it been yeah. like the last couple of years or. Last year, yeah, over the last couple of years, yeah, yeah easily. No where one, it's um, gone from what's trending to you know mm. what actually you know sounds good, yeah. I guess. 
so mm. to speak. No well. one plays a So Fresh 2005 anymore. <laughs> summer hits. <laughs> That's what we need That's back all in, on yeah. my... <laughs> oh, 06, summer the, hits. Yeah, yeah, the mix CDs. <laughs> yeah. back. I, I think when I finished DJing, <laughs> when I went to play footy in Queensland, um, I hadn't updated my laptop in since I left. So I think in three years I came back and... Uh, I Different. think I jumped. Yeah, I jumped. You, uh, my first set was at Treehouse actually uh, yeah. on my comeback, and um, some of the boys went to come watch. And all I had on my playlist was nothing new, just of all Neo. the old Neo. S- so sick, so sick. <laughs> Nathaniel. <laughs> and oh, it was the worst set ever, just because everyone was like, "What? What is this music?" Yeah, nah, I think you is. left when Playground was open. Yeah, I came, came back, back and it closed. closed. <laughs> oh, that was the biggest <laughs> devastating moment of my life. It's funny with like R&B and hip-hop and clubs in that it is the stuff that has been like timeless. Yeah. Which is yeah. weird. Like you don't have that as much with dance music and stuff where it's just the songs have lasted yeah. so much. And I guess classics. that's kind of good and bad as a DJ because everyone wants those yeah. those classics. But the R&B hole is a bit mm. – there's not much new stuff coming out. Yeah. So – um, anything else we should t- touch on before we wrap up tonight? Oh, they'll be wrapping up. That's going quick, guys. That's going quick, yeah. No, it always flies by. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, that's everything I wanted to touch on. I, I was keen to hear about your, uh, your overseas trips. French and, trip. Yeah. No, you caught me off guard yeah. there. <laughs> we, we were hoping to get some of the the guys that phoning in. They didn't Yeah, um, no, nah, they've come uh, up. Nah. ended up pulling out, um, so... Yeah. yeah, Kendrick Lamar. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just uh, this the time difference is. Uh, oh, yeah, he's, he's got a big album. He's trying to promote. Like, he's yeah. a bit, bit, bit busy. Yeah, yeah. so. Yeah. Kendrick. But I would really like to see a, a hip hop fest from you guys. Like yeah. that would be fucking rad in Canberra. Um, it's coming. <laughs> it's definitely happening. get the exclusive. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, we do have. Um, uh, we've actually uh, caught a deal with ACT events here in Canberra, so uh, we've locked in a few dates, four or five dates, for to make sure that we put four or five festivals on. No way! Um, so um, <laughs> exclusive. That would be um, uh, yeah. If we can pull that off, um, and we'll try and go a different genre, obviously next time, and and, and hopefully it's your hip hop R and B kind of. So know. five of these. Big, yeah, we've got big lineups. Five. five Dates where we are uh, that are coming around the corner, um, where we can put on festivals here in Canberra with uh, uh, spaces that events ACT run, uh, which is like Exhibition Park, same place that the GTM, um, Kenworth yeah. Park, all those uh, all those big venues. So um, that's huge, man. That's yeah, key it's big. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so if everything works out, um, yeah, it should be good to go. Got a few questions coming in. Um, Someone just tried to call me. I'm trying to get online. On yeah, <laughs> answer it, man. Let's <laughs> see. What, so it is this one of the boys? Oh, two. Um, what songs do you have on repeat now at oh. the moment? Oh. Burner boy, last last. <laughs> Neo sexy love. <laughs> <laughs> my genre of music doesn't change. No, you still got Neither so fresh. My so fresh on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> if I could do. Uh, one of my graphic designers, um, Caroline, we always spoke about doing uh, a slow jam R&B. I don't know if it's going to be ever event to a festival, but an event where it's boys to men, um, yeah. Brian McKnight. That's your dream. 
My dream is to pull Headline. off a, a sellout of 500 person show and all the music is is Tevin Campbell. Yeah. All the boys to men. Or just the slow jams, R&B night. That would be my... Um, but but what about like a festival? In I terms don't know if you of, could do in, um, in terms of your lineup, your dream lineup. Like, oh, my dream yeah. lineup. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, I'd love to do uh, um, uh, a Snoop Dogg, Chris Brown, something like that. Yeah, like a super fest. I'd love to do a super festival like that, or yeah. like a, the R and B Fridays that um, they did that like a couple years ago. Was Trey Songs? Actually. Yeah, that's obviously the the goal. Yeah. Um, well, who knows? I might be retired G- by then. G- <laughs> GIO Stadium. GIO Stadium. <laughs> or the new stadium that uh, yeah, da- David right. Pocock's going to build us. <laughs> Hopefully he gets in. We'll see. But, uh, yeah. Something like that. It'd be good to do, um, obviously, uh, the standard of, of spilt milk and, and, um, and groovy and yeah. and, and, and would you like to X, branch out of Canberra or do those touring Yeah, touring I'd love to do. Which was yeah. funny because we had um, uh, in in – Doing these events, uh, you learn um, that artists won't come for one show, right? Some some of them, you know, prefer to say, you know what, I'll I'll come for this, but we've then got six months worth of of, of things that can benefit from that. You'll find that especially the bigger artists, they they won't ever just say, oh yeah, come to Hotbox Music Festival and that's it. They'll mm. say, look, we'll come to Hotbox Music Festival, but then you've then got to tour us so we can have like four or five different shows yeah. in the country before leaving. They really want to make it worth their while. Mm. So definitely going on tour uh, in Australia um, for uh, a festival would be mm. probably, I guess, the next realistic goal yeah. um, for for rock music and, um, and Mr. Inc. So that's definitely on the cards and was almost possible. Uh, we just kind of ran out of time. So yeah. definitely with, our, I guess, our next ones come in, um, depending on who we get and their wants to to tour Australia is, is going to be, yeah, really cool and I can't wait to do that. Have you got your eyes on future artists? Nah, we're not thinking anyone no. um, on the scale of, of America. Yeah. <laughs> but we really want to nail, I guess, the Australian market first yeah. um, and, and and work our way slowly through that before mm. we then head on to... How has it been, like, um, getting these international acts and doing that logistically, like, yeah, at, uh, at a time, you know, when it is still tricky to travel around yeah, it and is, lock it in? Yeah, in terms... There was a few artists that we really wanted to have on the show um, that aren't vaccinated. And oh. they're unable to enter the country, so name and shame. Uh, <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, all, it's, it's it takes in consideration everything in terms of um, um, if they're even allowed in the country. Um, what you know, the passports and and their visas, working out mm. visas. To, oh, it's it's a whole new. Um, yeah, compared right. to Sender Sundays, where I just <laughs> you're, you're out five minute drive. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, it, it's so, there's so much involved in organizing flights, transfers, accommodation, travel. Um, and then yeah, their visas and and, uh, and, um, uh, and working in, in in the fee that they have for um, what they are willing to do for shows, uh, it's just it's 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 such a new experience for me, but great to learn in because once we nail obviously the, the uh, I guess the, the agencies here in Australia, um, which are also massive anyway. Um, and just getting the the experience of, of knowing what to say and knowing how to negotiate and make deals, um, then hopefully um, can take it to um, yeah even further overseas. Bigger and better. Yeah, bigger and better. Um, that's the plan anyway. It's uh, in no rush. But, yeah. 
Um, first of all, we just want to knock out Hotbox Festival. Make sure this is um, something that really puts our name in the industry and, and on the yeah. map for, for people and, and for artists just to hopefully see what we can do. Yeah. Um, our production is, is going to be of the level um, where current festivals are at now, um, which is one of the other biggest things we wanted to make sure that our artist knows, knows that when, when they come to Hotbox, they're coming to a full professional setup. Mm. Um, yeah, so... Um, can't wait to to, to see uh, how hot pox uh, how pox goes and, yeah, and take it good from there. Yeah, me too. Well, thank you so much for no popping worries, in. The, thanks the, for having the us, flats, lads. And uh, <laughs> thanks for having us. Thanks to AR two for teeing this up. It's been uh, been awesome you, chatting. And uh, yeah, stay tuned and uh, get over to hot box and, and get your damn tickets. Yeah, get your tickets. <laughs> but uh, yeah, all the best, lads, and we'll uh, thanks, catch bro. you next time. Catch up.